0: To have an underlying sense of contentment, and happiness even, no matter what's going on around us? Yep, it's called sustainable happiness, or values-based happiness, and I'll tell you what it is, and how we can have it, right now, right here, on Simply Said. Simply Said is the place we come together to talk about the simple ways we can live well, do good, and be happy, and we might just change the world while we're at it. Are you Ready? Let's do it! Hello and welcome to Simply Said. This is Polly. Thanks for joining me here today. We are talking happiness. Not the kind you feel when your team wins or you buy a new pair of shoes, but that long-lasting kind that lingers and threads through all areas of our lives. I had a different feeling 13 years ago. Thirteen years ago, I was waiting for a call from the doctor to find out if the cancer had spread. I had already lined up childcare. My daughter was nine months at the time. A year earlier, while I was pregnant, I began to notice a mole on my knee changing. Changes in skin and color are part of pregnancy for many women. So I kept my eye on it. So did my doctors. By the end of the pregnancy, though, the mole was growing very rapidly. As soon as I had the baby, I went in to the dermatologist and she did a biopsy and I was diagnosed with melanoma, an aggressive form of skin cancer and had grown very rapidly in that last couple of months. So rapidly, in fact, that they were concerned that it had spread throughout my body through my lymph nodes. So I met with an oncologist and they performed surgery to remove my lymph nodes to check and see if that cancer had spread. The oncologist recommended that I set up some childcare just in case because if the cancer had spread to the lymph nodes, I would need to begin chemotherapy immediately because melanoma is very aggressive. You can't sit around and wait on it. So I had plans made just in case. And then I went about my business. I was working, I was cooking dinner for my family, I was feeding my baby, I was a part-time writer and a a full-time mom, and I had a two-week wait between the surgery and the time I received the test results. Two weeks to think about what the future might bring. There's some clarity during that time. I was pretty busy with a newborn, so I didn't have too much time to worry about it. But I will tell you what, it helped me get clear on a few things because up until that time, I hadn't really taken my health all that seriously. In fact, if you looked at the things I valued most of all, my health wasn't probably even fifth or sixth on the list, right? I valued my family and my work and my friends, my solitude, because I had none (laughs) with a newborn in the house. Health was something I rarely thought about. Even though I lived with chronic illness, that was manageable. Arthritis at that time was manageable. I didn't have to put much thought into it. When a diagnosis comes down, especially cancer, as you, many of you know, cancers touch touched so many of us in our lives, it changes how you think about everything else. And I got really clear that health had to become my number one value because if I didn't have my health, I couldn't parent my child, I couldn't do the work that I loved. I couldn't be a good wife or a good friend. I couldn't engage in this world. So that two-week period helped me assess all my values. And during that process and what I learned after created a deeper form of well-being and satisfaction and allowed me to feel happy even during that challenging time. Because once I got clear that I needed to put greater value on my health, I began doing the things to live close to that value. I began walking. I began meditating more often. I began eating different food. I was shaken up. My little world was shaken up. But I realized that I needed to give some attention to the thing I said I valued. And that led to a greater sense of well-being and very little anxiety during this time which should have been pretty stressful. There are lots of ways to feel happy. Happiness comes when we connect with an old friend or we buy a pair of strappy sandals or we get the job, get the dog, get the boy, get the girl, earn the money. Happiness comes when the ducks win the Rose Bowl. Okay, maybe that's just me. And it's a huge and fun kind of happiness. It feels so good and warm and fuzzy and happy and then it's gone, right? This kind of happiness, the kind that's connected to a thing or an event, a paycheck or new shoes, or your favorite team winning the game, it doesn't stick around very long. What we're talking about here is what bigwig researchers call hedonic happiness. And it's awesome. We love it. We feel good. But it doesn't linger. And what I want and what I learned during that time was I want eudaimonic happiness and that's the sense of calm happiness, of a deep well-being and contentment, the kind that comes when we are living a life on purpose or in service, when we are living a life that is meaningful to us, when we're making a contribution and feeling deep connection with others. Well-known researcher and leaders in positive psychology, including Barbara Fredrickson, have found that while all forms of happiness lower our risk of depression, it's only this kind, this sustainable eudaimonic happiness that protects us on a deep cellular level. That's crazy, right? You got it? If you lead a life full of purpose and meaning, you are healthy to the very core of your being, both mentally and physically. Well, the stuff you do in the moment to feel happy doesn't hang with you. You, you get a, a momentary burst, and I think that's valuable. But eudaimonic happiness shows up for us even when other crap is coming our way. And in fact, when we are living a purposeful life, we also tend to experience more in the moment happiness. So if you have the sustainable values-based form of happiness, you're more likely to have the moments of brightness that come our way too. I write about this in my book, Imperfect Spirituality, and it's called Values-Based Happiness. I think of it as sustainable happiness or um, big fat happiness, (laughs) big fat super duper happiness, that would work too. This makes sense if you think about it because when we are doing the things that matter to us, when we are doing the parenting or the job where we feel like we're making a difference or we're connecting in a deep way with people we love, then we develop a strong foundation in our lives that supports our greater happiness and even joy. But the thing is, most of us don't know what we value, right? We don't know what triggers this sense of purpose for us. And instead of figuring that out, we go for the short-term fixes like having a drink or taking a trip or buying the ring or going to the movie. And we have fun for a bit. But when you are living close to your values, when you can know what those are and align your actions with them, then happiness becomes part of your very core. That's what we're talking about. So how do we get this, right? This took some learning for me, but it really made sense because life was buzzing right along. And then the doctor says cancer and it comes to a big stop. And in that two week period of time while I was waiting for that phone to ring and tell me what I was going to do with the next part of my life, I thought a lot about this. My value of health had to be paramount over everything else or there was no way I would be able to deliver and live close to my other values. I had to figure out what I cared about, what I valued. Then I had to look at my actions to see if I was supporting those values with my behaviors, because when we are not, that's when we're out of sync, right? That's when we're blown with the wind into different moods and attitudes. That one's, that's when we feel bored or frustrated or restless. So we got to know what we care about. And so often we get busy with the tasks of our lives, the daily routine and the daily chores, and we forget to take a look at this. We get busy of taking care of the world and we forget to take a look at the reasons we are taking care of the world. So let's step back here. There are no wrong answers here, but be honest with yourself and take a values inventory. Write down the top 10 things you feel are most important to you. Don't write down the things that should be the most important to you, the things you think should be most important to you. Write the things that are. Nobody has to see these answers. There's no judgment, no wrong answers here, but you got to know what you value. So what's on your list? Family and friend connections, work, health, exercise, volunteerism. What is on your list? What do you value? And if you're not sure, which is common. A lot of us don't know. We haven't done this in a while. Then take a minute to evaluate where you put the energy of your life. What do you do when you feel really happy or energized or excited? What are you doing when you feel like you've made a difference? That gives you a good sense of what you value and what's meaningful to you. So list your top 10 values and take a look at them. Now be ruthless, number them. Put a one near the thing you value most. Be honest with yourself. Don't judge yourself, but be true. This is about awareness because here's the deal. If you put your number one value as family, when really you can't wait to get to work every day and you spend 60 hours there a week, then you're not gonna feel great in your life. You're going to be missing that eudaimonic happiness because you're not living in alignment with your values. Perhaps work is your number one value and family is a close second. It's okay. You don't have to tell anyone else, but it's important for your own health and well-being to know where you're putting your energy when it feels the best, to know what you value most in your life right now. And be clear. Because that is the way to create super-duper happiness. Big, fat happiness, right? And it's okay to be happy. Because even if you're happiest at work and you feel fulfilled, like you've made a difference in the world, when you do come home to your family, you're going to be a better parent. You're going to be a better partner. You're going to bring that good energy home. And you're going to spread it to the world. Because here's the thing. Happiness is contagious. It spreads. So when you are doing your happy, I'm feeling that too. Now you might want to do this kind of values inventory a couple of times a year or at least once a year because we outgrow our values and our needs change and our desires change and who we are changes and evolves. I can tell you straight up that what I valued when I was a college kid is much different than what I value now as a middle-aged mother and writer and wife. What I valued as a person with a newborn baby pre-cancer is very much different than what I value now post-cancer. Right, life comes in, we see things a different way. That's not bad, that's perspective, that's growth. And that's what we're really going for because that kind of expansion is human and enlivening and engaging. But as the growth occurs, your values may change and you want to change your actions and behaviors to support them so that you can create this kind of long-lasting sense of well-being and happiness, right? So you may love your job for a while and then the company may change and move away from the things that you once valued about your job. That doesn't mean you have to go quit your job or do anything crazy. But it does You mean you may need to get creative about how you align with your values. Most of us have to work, right? And that supports my value of family and freedom. It helps provide for our freedom and security. So when I'm feeling like I'm away too much from the family, or I'm working too much, I find other ways of connecting to that family value, like notes in my daughter's lunchbox, or a late happy hour with my husband, or times when we can all eat dinner at the table together. That helps me stay in tune with my value of family, and it allows me also to provide for the security and freedom of myself and my family, which is a part of my values. Freedom is very high on my values list. Independence, right? To be able to do what I wanna do with my work and my life. Huge on my list. So there are ways to be creative to live close to our values. But you gotta think about it. You gotta apply this stuff. And it's kind of fun to do this exercise. It's not until the pieces come into alignment that you're behaving in alignment with your values that you'll feel good. Research in the journal Plus One indicates that people who prioritize, friends, family, community, are much happier than those who prioritize outside achievements like money and work. So check your goals. If you're pursuing things that benefit you directly, but don't provide that sense of meaning or contribution to the world or your family or other people, you may not be as happy as those who have deeper, meaningful pursuits in their life. That's okay. Just be aware of where the energy goes in your life and if it fits what you value. So that brings us to the simply start segment today. We've covered it. Make your list of values. What do you care most about? And then rank them. Where are you at with work and health and family and security and money and freedom and fun and recreation? Often these things will interrelate, like for example, One of my values is family, and one of my values is freedom and fun, and those things all tie in together. When I'm having my most fun, I'm spending good quality family time, and we're doing something crazy or different. So that all fits in. Family time can be a part of your fun and recreation or community giving value. Just know what your top five values are. Then choose one thing you've done or will do again today to align with your number one value. If your number one value is health, then what will you eat today that will support your value of health? What exercise will you do today that will support your value of health? Will you quit smoking? Will you quit drinking? Whatever it is for you. And this alignment between what you value and what you do is where happiness lingers. Right? If your number one value is family, what activity, what behavior will you do today to support your family, to be close to your family members, to create meaningful moments with them. When you know what your top values are and you choose behaviors that align with them, you're going to find the big fat happiness we're talking about here. This is the process I started 13 years ago while I was waiting for that call to come. And it did come, first week in February. And I was told the cancer had not spread. And fortunately, with regular checkups... Every three to six months and some regular maintenance, I've been cancer free for 13 years. And this May, my daughter will be 14. She'll turn 14 years old. And I will be here to watch it. And I'm grateful. So let this be a public service announcement, not just about big fat happiness, but please get your skin check. It's easier to care for this when you get it early, when you catch it. So go to your dermatologist, Take a minute, it's not invasive, it's not scary, and get your skin checked. And let this be part of living close to your value of good health, if that's on your list. Whatever your values are, choosing the action that will help you stay close to them will help you create a foundation for happiness, no matter what comes your way. And that brings us to the Simply Nifty segment where I talk about things I love, Things that I think are simply nifty, get it? Simply nifty segment. Today I want you to check out a website that I love. It's uh, the Greater Good Magazine from University of California, Berkeley. And the magazine is at www.greatergood.com edu You'll find research and uh, information and videos and so many tips and ideas about the things we talk about here to help us live with greater peace and joy and connections. So if you want to learn a bit more about gratitude and optimism and eudaimonic happiness, you can find that and a whole lot more on that site. So check it out www.greatergood.berkeley.edu. I think it's simply nifty. And let me know how you stay close to your values and create more happiness in your life. You can tweet me at P.L. Campbell or join us on the Polly Campbell Author Speaker Facebook page. We've got a great community going there. And you can always find new materials and sign up for the How to Live an Awesome Life newsletter at www.imperfectspirituality.com. And thanks for connecting with me here. I appreciate you showing up. One of my values is to be a positive energy in the community and I'm hope to make a positive contribution so that we can all feel better and support each other and this is one way I'm doing that so thanks for being a part of it. I'm very grateful and I think when we come together and talk about these ideas it helps us all to live well, do good, and be happy. (laughs)